Hello, all you beautiful light-filled souls. My name is Daniel Lovett, and you're listening to Sozo Talk Radio. Uh, in this episode, I am interviewing Sharon Milliman, who is a three-time near-death experiencer, who, after her second near-death experiencer, she makes contact with her guardian angel, her spirit guide, as I like to say. I like I like that term, spirit guide. And so we talk about that and some just some of the interesting details that come up in this. Um, I too have had similar experiences with spirit guides, um, which I talk about as well. So enjoy this. You can check out her book, Song in the Wind, on Amazon. There are links in the description below this video for that and uh, for other interviews that I've I've done with Sharon and also Matt Klein, a, a wonderful interview he did. So enjoy. Hello, Sharon. Hi, thank you for having me. I was so excited because I, I had interviewed Sharon over a year ago, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Probably a year and a half. And then, interestingly, um, I interviewed Trisha Barker, near-death experiencer. And then, and then come to find out, there's just after interviewing her, I see both you and Trisha on Dr. Oz show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, we what? Were... <laughs> <laughs> that was very fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I know with, with those kind of shows, of course, they, you know, they don't give you the proper airtime and to really delve into anything real deep. Um, That's true. They give you about eight minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes. I mean, <laughs> and not least, even all of that is for you. <laughs> yeah. And I hope it, it did do something to uh, tune people into your story. I mean, they can find out other resources. I was just watching today again, um, your interview with Matt Klein. What an amazing job he did. Yeah, he's an excellent filmmaker. He really yeah. is. He's very good. Yeah. He put together an amazing thing and he got, he, he brought in so much. Well, you did. You brought in so many fine, amazing points. I would really encourage people to check that out. I'm going to have links in the description below for that interview. Yes, I am actually yeah. referring people to some other channel on YouTube besides mine because <laughs> it was that amazing. Um, and, um, you know, I, I interviewed you right after reading your book. I've, I'm forgetting the title of it right now. Remind me um, a Song in the Wind, A Near-Death Experience. Yeah, A Song in um, the Wind. Mm -hmm. And you have other books as well. Why don't you tell us about those real quick? Um, my newest book is, it's really um, for children, but actually adults love it too because it's so, uh, it was, it's just beautifully done. And the the artwork, uh, my dear friend of mine did the artwork and she's amazing. So she just brought the story to life. And it's based off of my second near-death experience. And it's geared to, for children of all ages um, who may be dealing with the death of a loved one or serious illness themselves or even death themselves. Um, and also to let people know, uh, to let anybody who's going through these things um, 
know that God is with them always and that heaven is a beautiful place and death is not to be feared. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I have a poetry book called The Whispers in the Wind, A Poetic Journey of the Soul. And it's only on Kindle at the present moment, but um, I have a lady who wants to illustrate that book um, to bring the poetry to life so that it can be republished and put out in print. So what you get right now is just just the poetry and no pictures, but eventually there'll mm. be it'll be redone and there will be pictures to to bring it up to life. But a I lot saw. of the poetry is also that's in the Whispers book is also in the Song of the Wind. So what the Whispers book was actually the first book where I had just got all of this um, it was almost like divine, I don't know, already pre-written divinely in my heart and soul from God. And, and I jotting it down as fast as I can, you know, and then, and just about every poem that is there. And there's also some um, things from other people like St. Francis of Assisi and Emily Dickinson there was a few little blurbs in there from them that just touched my soul but most of the uh, you, you can get a, an idea of what's in the poetry book by reading a song in the wind because it all yeah. has poetry in it yes I remember that um reading that as well your poetry in the song in the wind and just how well written it was I mean to to be honest at the time I mean like we're all going through a spiritual journey, right? And mm -hmm. there's, there's, we're comfortable at different layers, you know, like a lot of people, you know, might not be comfortable with certain things that, that are true, that are, you know, so it's like, okay. And so these things are, are generally hidden from the public, but I think the time now is coming where it's like, we are coming into an awakening where God's bringing these things to the surface you know uh, uh just the way th the way of reality the way things really are the fact that a host of heaven surrounds us that god is bigger than we thought jesus is bigger and, and more uh, wonderful and expansive than we thought oh yeah these sorts of things so that's why I'd, I'd like to talk about some of those things and bring it to light even the stuff that i was uncomfortable with and i even the stuff that i didn't didn't call attention to from your book you know, I'd like to touch on those things today because <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with them now because I have had experiences with the Lord to where I, I had a vision. I actually went to heaven myself and I met Jesus face to face uh, oh, wonderful! about six months ago. And it was just amazing. And he introduced me to the host of heaven and just showed me the way it works. I was like, wow, okay. Now you're like, and, and when I, when I was reflecting on it, I was like, Sharon Milliman's story makes more sense now <laughs> to me. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And especially, and, and, and we're going to ruffle some feathers today too, because not everybody is going to be comfortable with some of the stuff we're going to bring up. For instance, what I want to bring up in the song, the wind. And I, I remember reading about this, um, about spirit guides. You know, and that's kind of just a term for perhaps guardian angel, another way of saying it, right? 
but I'm, I'm comfortable with the term spirit guide as well. But like you talked about a Native American spirit guide. Oh. Can you tell me about that, please? He was so beautiful and so amazing. And he taught me so many wonderful things. Um, even as a small child, I could see spirits and angels and things. Um, but this particular individual, um, his name is Gray Eagle, and he came to me after my second near-death experience, but that was actually the second time he came to me, apparently. And I had written this in my book that when I was a child, I had seen him a couple of different times, but he, I didn't know who he was. And he's so solid. He, I didn't know he was a spirit. I thought he was this person. And I remember as a little girl, I saw him a couple of times. One time he was far away, you know, like in a, you know, off in the distance. And he was on his horse and he was watching me. He didn't say anything to me. And I never felt afraid of him or fearful at all. And then the second time as a child, he, he was like up close to me. And I remember reaching up and touching the horse's ears. And it was... Um, he and and all he did was stand there. He he held the horse so the horse wouldn't move. And the, you know how horses put their heads down like this. And so the horse was doing that, and I was playing with the horse's ears. And that's what I remembered as a child. But all I felt from him, this person was love and and um, protectiveness, you know. And yeah. but I never thought. I mean, to me, he was just a person, you know, just like anybody else. And. Um, it wasn't until after my um, second near-death experience that he actually appeared again. And this time, <laughs> it was actually in my spare bedroom in the old house I used to live in. And at first I thought, okay, who are you? How'd you get in my house? What are you doing in my spare bedroom? <laughs> you know? um, but I, I actually had to tell him to speak in English because he was speaking in Lakota. Isn't that amazing? And I, wow. I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> but, but your spirit does. That's, yes. that's what's brilliant yes. about it. My spirit knew, yes. And I actually told him, I said, you know, if you want this to be a productive conversation, you're really going to have to speak in English. <laughs> um, so he, he like in mid-sentence, he started speaking in English. And it was kind of broken English at first. Yeah. And it was adorable. It was so adorable. It was like, you know, he's really trying here, so you can try too. You know? <laughs> and um, he, he was just, excuse me, he was just a, a, a loving mentor, teacher. Um, and he stayed with me for between five and six years. And yeah. what was interesting about that whole thing is that I was not the only one who could see him. My mm. granddaughter saw him too. And... Um, I had a friend who could paint, you know, who could draw pictures. And towards the end of the five to six year mark, when he was getting ready to leave, he called God the great mystery or the great spirit. And, oh, and he yeah. said that he had been asked to do something very important. And this, mm. you know, when, when God asks you some, to do something, you don't tell him no. 
And so he was going to have to go away. And I was devastated, just devastated. Really? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not, not leaving. But um, I had had a friend um, who could see spirits too. And I told Grego, I said, you need to go to this person and let this person draw you because I'm so afraid that I'll forget what you look like. Mm. And I don't ever want to forget. You know, he was so beautiful. And I didn't tell my friend what his name was. I didn't say anything about anything, you know, just, just go. And he did. And my friend drew this picture of Gregor and the horse that he rode. Oh. And there's an eagle coming out of the sky. So um, when I took that, I was so excited when I got the picture because it was so perfect, so dead on, mm -hmm. you know, it was so... Oh, spot on. And I took the picture over to my mom and dad to show them. And my mom had said, oh, my gosh, I recognize this man. And I said, well, how? How could you recognize him? And she said, because he was by my bedside the day you were born. Wow. That's beautiful. It, I, I was stunned when she said that. But it, well, it's interesting is that he actually did live. He was really, I mean, he yes. died in 1935, the year that my mother was born. She mm. was born in 1935. Mm. And so it, it was just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Wow. Well, guess what? I, since you shared yours, I'll share mine. I, I too, um, since my awakening experience on May 21st, 2019, where I went to heaven, met Jesus face to face, introduced to the host of heaven. One of my spirit guides is a Lakota as well. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> That's why I have such a connection to your story, Sharon. It's just like, because uh, I've been getting coached by, by him in particular and others, uh, about the way of the tree of life and it's 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 removed from the tree of knowledge of good and evil which is the duality which mm -hmm. is the, where all the judgments and fears and rejections mm -hmm. occur into the tree of life which is the way of jesus it's the way of right. you know it supersedes and it calls people out of the duality of out of the polarities out of out of being stuck in karma really you know and so i was getting coached by <laughs> my Lakota guide um, along those lines. So. Uh, that's such an honor, you know. They, yeah. They're so full of wisdom and knowledge. And um, I would always leave tobacco. I would make it. I don't know if this is what you want to do, but I would always, in honor of and thank you to them, um, I would leave little pouches of tobacco. Yeah. And leave it there as a thank you, you know, to honor, give them honor and respect. And it was, I, I don't know, I, I know how wonderful it is. I remember. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Yes. You know, and, it, and it's amazing how wonderfully diverse this whole kingdom and the activities of the kingdom of God are. And how real and, and just shockingly different than we imagined, you know. Um, yeah. just, but, it, but beautiful and wonderful in ways that just, wow. 